0: Have more slow twitch or fast twitch muscle fibers? Does your body process B vitamins quickly, making you more sluggish sometimes? Maybe you're like me and you have no idea. So, what if a genetic test could tell you specific information like that and even more, like information about nutrition, heart health, plus caffeine and sleep? Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. Today, I talked with Sarah Haslock-Johnson. She's the founder of Dance RX. She's also a graduate of the Royal Academy of Dance in London, England. She went on to be a professional dancer performing on shows such as the British Music Awards and the MTV Awards. When her career shifted to teaching, she was the department chair of North Atlantic High School's dance program and extensively restructured that whole program through the lens of, of an educator. Sarah was also on the faculty for Atlanta Ballet and and later returned to the Royal Academy of Dance as the artistic director. She's now working on a new project, which is what I'm so excited to share with you today called Dance RX, which I am telling you it is so exciting. It's an at home genetic test and wellness resource specifically crafted with dance optimization in mind. In this interview we talk about Dance RX, but also we talk a lot about just her journey as a dance educator, what it takes to be a good teacher, the industry-wide mental health concerns that were a part of her motivation to create Dance RX and so much more. So, this is the story of Sarah's journey and the power of Dance RX. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Welcome. To- Thank you, Chelsea. I'm really happy to be here.
0: I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and your, your dance journey. Will you tell our listeners about you?
1: Uh, sure. Um, so I, I probably started dance relatively late, I think, compared to you know where most children start. Um, but um, I was a really quick learner, and um, it was incredibly passionate um, about dance right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had decided, I think pretty much by the age of 10, that this, this is it, this is what I was going to do. And of course, like any other young girl, I was fixated on becoming a ballerina. And um, as, as I think kind of most young girls do, but uh, you know, as I, I progressed with training and my, my own kind of discovery of dance, um, you know, I realized that uh, the percentages of becoming a ballerina were <laughs> pretty small. Um, but um, you know, I, I was I was very fortunate. I mean, I I had an opportunity um, to dance with London City Ballet. I was uh, based in the UK, and um, it was kind of I always mention that because it was such a, an incredible experience. But um, it really um, allowed me to discover that. You know who—not only who I am, but who I'm not—and I decided after that moment um, that uh, ballet life probably wasn't completely for me. Even though I was incredibly passionate about ballet, I was like, "Yeah, that—that is just not who I am." Um,
0: Yeah. Well, it's such an important part of our lives too, to figure out like, okay, not only what I love, but what I don't like, like that's an yes. important lesson for
1: sure. It, it really, it really is. I'm all about experiences teaching you that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I really kind of auditioned for a lot of different places and, um, you know, oddly enough, um, auditioned for the Royal Academy of Dance in Battersea in London and um and i knew as soon as i walked in the building i haven't hadn't even done the audition that um this was where i wanted to be <laughs> <laughs> and um so i mean and that was teaching so i you know i trained as a teacher i um really kind of hung my hat right there with the rad and um you know have really kind of stayed with them as an organization until now until this day Um, but I was, you know, fortunate enough, once I finished, I was able to dance professionally and, um, I, I did a lot of commercial work. So I did concert tours, television, um, saw the world through dance and, um, and, and I couldn't really kind of ask for, you know, a better experience in, in that sense. Um, and it really kind of taught me a lot about life. And, um, once I was done, I was like, okay, back, back to teaching and, um, I actually, you know, decided at that point, I took a job in in the United States and uh, just really didn't end up leaving. And, you know, teaching, you know, I loved what I I loved what I did as a teacher, I I always, you know, took my RAD training wherever kind of I went. Um, But I decided ultimately, if I was going to really do this the way I wanted to do it, uh, I was going to need to probably open my own uh, studio. Um, So I, that's what I ended up doing. So I I opened um, the Royal Dance Academy and the Ballet Conservatory of Atlanta. And I've had that probably for about 15 years. Um, But I also continued my work with the Faculty of Education, with the RAD. So I work as a continued professional development tutor. I I also tutor for their um, certificate in ballet teaching studies. And, um, you know, and I've continued to kind of grow with them as an organization, um, you know, as well as kind of what I'm, you know, doing currently with my studios. But, um, you know, I think the one thing I saw in, in the cycle of the studio, particularly with the children that would, um, come and stay and grow and leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it is a cycle. Um, sure. It is a cycle. And, um, you know, I, I always kind of, you know, really kind of thought to myself, and my own daughter danced as well. And um, I saw her own kind of trials and, and tribulations as, as a young dancer. And, um, you know, I, I just always thought there's got to be more. There has to be more for these young people. Uh, you know, a lot of them, were very serious about dance, not all of them, but the ones that were, um, you could see some of the battles they were facing as, as young teenagers, you know, whether that was, you know, mental, psychological, um, you know, there's just so many external influences um, that come into their lives and it's an awful lot for them to navigate. And, um, you know, and and it was really from this that I, you know, I, I looked at kind of, you know, the training that we were offering, and um you know I, I I hear so many questions from not only my own students, but even when I'm guest teaching in other places. and um you know i I really began to think about, okay, how can how can we help? you know, how can we help these these dancers that are coming through? Um, my other daughter plays soccer, and uh, and I bring this up because we um you know, a couple of years ago saw the u s women's soccer team and we started reading about their training and some of the things that they had access to. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, wow, they, they get, you know, they get a urinary test pretty much every time they're, they're about to go do a game to determine how dehydrated they are before they've even started and Mm -hmm. what, you know, electrolytes, um, need to be replaced and, and how to really optimize their performance. And and that really kind of started to that started to spurn the idea, um, yeah. you know, with dance RX. Um, so my my husband runs a, a genetics lab, and and we started talking, um, you know, about some of the things that he was doing in the genetic space and uh i was like you know it'd be kind of neat if we could come together and and pull something together on the genetic side and the dance side Mm -hmm. and um and that's kind of you know that's how the conversation really really started and um you know, he's like, well, let's, let's start, let's, let's get a panel together and, and just kind of start the formulation of these ideas. Um, so that's what we did. Um, you know, I started a, a small kind of panel of, of experts, some um, people that I, I knew respected. Um, and I think, you know, we're really, uh, just really enthusiastic about, you know, the potential of this, this idea. You know, and at the time, you know, like anything, it's, you know, there's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> there's right. no name. You're starting from scratch. <laughs> there's no name. There's no um, branding or marketing. I mean, it's it's just a blank, you know, blank piece of paper. And, uh, but I think that was probably the most kind of exciting part because it happened right at the beginning of COVID. Um, we had lots of time on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were, able, you know, we were on these Zoom calls, you know, maybe twice a week and, We were just kind of brainstorming all of these ideas and, um, and, you know, and that's how kind of Dancer X started to kind of come into um, fruition. But, you know, I would say like, I never would have arrived at this idea had it, had not been for my previous experiences and, and influences, um, you know, I, sure. I I always kind of come back to that and say, you know, one definitely would not have happened without the other. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so that's my background. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. So let's, okay, I would love to kind of work our way through that, right? So yeah, yeah. starting with the the teacher side of you and how much that's been a big aspect of your life, do you, what do you think makes a strong teacher? Like, do you have something you look for or the thing that you really try to help um, bring out in the people who are trying to train with you and become better teachers?
1: Yeah, I think um, you have to have, as a teacher, I think you you have to have that willingness to um, continue to learn. Um, I think it's so important that as a, as a teacher that we really do take care of our own continued professional development. Um, if we're not growing, it's, it's really difficult to inspire um, other young people to grow um, you know, and I think as a teacher as well, and, and because I, I do kind of work on that side of training teachers, um, it's it's so important to be open to um, that kind of self critique aspect, um, being able to assess your own abilities to assess where you could have done better or what went, when, what went well um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is, is incredibly important, you know, and and I've kind of seen it happen both ways, but I I think the ones that are open-minded enough to self-evaluate and, and say, okay, this, you know, I could probably have done a a much better job, you know, in the, in these couple of areas, um, that, that's how it, that's really kind of how it gets better. And, um, you know, and even for me, I mean, I've, I've been teaching now for a very long time. I mean, over 25 years and, um, you know, I, I, still love learning. I still make opportunities to go and do, um, you know, courses or to, you know, listen to, to my peers and their ideas and what they're doing. Um, it it has to evolve. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't evolve it, it it quickly becomes very stagnant.
0: Yeah. Oh, I fully agree. One of my like personal values is learning. It's always something yeah. on my mind that I want to keep doing. And I think you're right. Like if you are stagnant, you're missing out on your ability to continue to help your dancers grow. And I think it's right. they have to go hand in hand, right? Of how your own That's, growth. Yeah. I love that. And you said then that you started to see some of the. The mental health challenges in the community and with the dancers you were working with and even teachers. So will you talk a little bit more about that? Like what kind of uh, the mental health that you were seeing, what was concerning you or what you think is like the bigger problem that we're facing now? Sure. Sure. It's a, it's a loaded question. That is a really loaded question. <laughs> I totally own that. Yes. It is.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I, I think you know some of the some of the things that i kind of have seen and and honestly sometimes they are things that you see and deal with that um feel very overwhelming as a teacher and um you feel very um ill-equipped um to deal you know with some of the issues that you know are presented um when i when i think of kind of some of the the bigger ones you know body image is is a huge one um and and you know, and it is, you know, these these young young women and young men are, are standing in front of a mirror for hours on end, you know, in, in clothing that reveals kind of pretty much, you know, Everything. every yep. muscular <laughs> aspect of their body. And and then and then, of course, then there's comparison. You know, they, mm-hmm. they begin comparing themselves to perhaps somebody else in the room Um you know, and, and and I think that is, you know, that's always a challenge um, in that aspect. I, I tend to try to teach. I try to balance my teachings so that um, we're actually not facing the mirror all the time. I, my preference is to face away from the mirror. Yeah. Um, and, and it teaches them so many things. Um, it teaches them to feel the movement rather than always see the movement. And I always think that's an important piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and again, it's you know, I've had one incident where we've had um, you know an eating disorder, but I think most common is disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Um, disordered eating is something I think um, you know, particularly as as you know, young women, um, and even you know, as adults, we we face that challenge you know all the time in our lives, and it kind of comes in in waves. So it's, again, I, I try not to make that the white elephant in the room. And we, we try to kind of get some healthy discussions in there with regard to, um, you know, them having a better understanding of how to properly feel their bodies for what they're about to do, um, and, and really trying to get them to understand that by, de- you know, by deprivation of certain kind of food groups or mac, macronutrients, um, they're setting themselves up for potential injuries, um, Fatigue, um, you know, and and really just you know a, a plethora of kind of issues, um, and of course you know always, and we're all the same. It's just you know human nature. We think, oh, it's never going to happen to me, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of been that's kind of been one of the the bigger ones, I, I think you know, for some students, if they're experiencing any difficulties, you know, at home or at school, I do find sometimes dance becomes a little bit of an escape for them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they'll come to class and it's a little more uplifting and they're able to, you know, sometimes leave some of those mental health challenges at the door and just come in and dance and, you know, and and forget, you know, about some of those things that have gone on. But I think, talking about it is key you know that that is the the biggest thing and um and it's difficult i think you know with with teaching because we know that we're being quote paid to teach a class and you know we want to get through the material for that specific class but um i i also think it's more than okay to break away sometimes from what we feel we should be doing and 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 focus on, okay, you know what, there, there's some issues going on here in the room and we need to, you know, we need to spend some time addressing yeah. these. Um, you know, being a dance teacher is an unusual job. Um, you know, we, <laughs> <Absolutely>. we, <laughs> we, we students will come to us about things that they would never come to their parents about. And we yep. find, I think, and we find ourselves wearing many hats, whether it's yeah. psychologist, doctor, friend, <laughs> mother, teacher, I mean, it's everything. So sure. it's, it's, Very challenging.
0: I yeah, I fully agree, and I think it's valuable to just be able to like pause and read the room and kind of see where are we at, what is happening today, and chat with them. And I like your thought about the mirror in that, you know, I've had a lot of teachers that will like maybe they're in a school setting, it's like I don't have mirrors, and I you know they want wish they had that. And then there's the other side, as you said, that just live in the mirror and that's all they know. And I think your dancers are losing something from understanding what their body feels like if they can't see it. And having that lesson, not only from a body image place, but just from a physiology and, you know, proprioception, understanding your body and where it is. And like, that's such a valuable lesson that even if you have a mirror, sometimes, you know, get out of the mirror and understand (laughs) who you are and what you can do when you're not staring at yourself. Um, Because I agree. I think comparison is one of the strongest, um, you know, pulls to a negative mindset that we see in a lot of our young dancers. Yes. Um, And that mirror makes it hard for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. yeah. So I'd like to go then next, you kind of took that, uh, the mental health challenges you were seeing and talking and making this pivot into creating Dance DanceRx. Um, but before we go into Dance Rx, I like the pivot part, because I think there's so many times those of us who've had dance in our lives for, you know, decades, but it's taken different forms, right? And so mm-hmm. will you talk right. a little bit about those, like pivots in your life. And it could be, like you said, going from you know, deciding to teach, deciding to start a company, like how, um, when and how you've made that pivot or like, what did you, what was scary about it? What'd you learn from it? Any, however you want to take that angle, but talking yeah, about those sure, big transitions. Sure.
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, um, I, I've, I've always had this habit of, um, you know, if, if a door or window opened and it looked viable, I was going through it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's some major big pivots. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so and and I and you know, I it's really kind of brought me where I am today. As long as I didn't do anything silly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, you know, I think for me, the kind of major pivots, you know, was you know, obviously going from you know, I've graduated as a teacher, but I've made that decision, I'm actually going to go and perform professionally. Um, you know, that was kind of a big deal because mm-hmm. most of my peers were just going to go straight into teaching. But I do think that performance aspect and the ability to go and audition for different jobs and, and hear no, you know, a thousand times more than I heard yes, right. um, was, was really kind of character building um, for me. Um, but it, it really Helped make me a better teacher. Um, you know, I'm I'm certainly able to kind of pass those experiences now to you know my students, and um, and also from a perspective of letting them know, hey, you know, there's there's no right way. Um, it does not have to be A, B, C, D, E, you know, we can do A, Z, M, P, you (laughs) (laughs) You will, you will arrive where you need to arrive. Um, and dance is so multifaceted in that way. So I, I think again, it's this whole kind of discovery journey in, in dance. Um, and then I, and I think, you know, from, you know, from being a, a professional dancer and then, and then coming back into teaching, um, you know, for me, that next kind of real big pivot was motherhood. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've got three, I have three children and, um, I think being able to see so many dance experiences through their eyes and, and see their journey as, as a young dancer, you know, to kind of where they are now has made me a better teacher in, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And um, making and and really kind of bringing them along, I guess, in my journey of okay, we're opening a dance studio, and, and little did I know, you know, that my children would be growing up in the back of that studio for. Right.
0: Oh, I'm sure <laughs> lots of many, people feel that. Yes. Oh my gosh,
1: for many, many years, and I and I think the guilt you kind of carry um, with you with with regard yep. to that. I mean, it's wonderful in so many ways, not so wonderful in in other ways. So, I mean, those are those for me were just kind of major. Events, um, you know, in my life, and and I think even as a studio owner, I I've always tried to, um, you know, branch out and do other things. Um, and I think again with the RAD, I've I've um, applied for many roles within the RAD, and and um, some I've been accepted, some I haven't. But the the roles that I had been accepted for. Again, we're kind of another step forward, um, you know, in, into kind of what I'm doing. I, I love meeting people. I love going into other studios um, with other teachers and collaborating, sharing ideas. Um, you know, even if I'm going in as a as a tutor to deliver a specific course. It's it's always wonderful to hear what other teachers have to say, and and to just yeah. take that moment to kind of share. Um, we're so isolated in our roles and our jobs, so I think if mm-hmm. there's any opportunity for us to kind of come together, quote as a village, um, yes. I really think it is a wonderful thing. Um, you know, it's and I and I know you know, for some studios, there's this competitive element, perhaps with other studios, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, we're all trying to run a business. We're all trying to educate young, young dancers. And um, if there's ways to come together to collaborate, I, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: Oh, I agree. Um, I'm a big proponent of community and coming together and sharing. And I think when you hold all your ideas to yourself, like you're missing out, everybody else is missing, like so much rather work and grow in a,
1: community setting where we can support yeah, each other. Right. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of, you know, those were kind of the, the, the major things for me. I mean, I've moved a couple of times in there, but um, yeah. you know, and I think now my eldest is, she just started college this week. Um, so that's wow, been another, that's another big step. Change. That's yep. been another <laughs> major life change. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, You know, but um, almost kind of transitioning myself out of the studio and mm-hmm. um, more into DanceRx. And um, I'm also uh, looking to train as an examiner for the Royal Academy um, next October. So again, new things. Um, yeah. You know. And evolving and, and progressing with dance, and, and just keeping that that journey going. Yes.
0: Well, that's. I think that's where that passion finds its new life. That you know, when you've done something new, and you're bringing out something new. Yeah. Will you? Let's dive into Dance RX a little bit now that we we brought it up a couple of times. So let's, yes. let's share. <laughs> what is it exactly? What have you created, and what are you working on now? I know that's,
1: that's, that's um. So so Dance RX primarily is a health and wellness resource for dancers. Um, at the base of it is a genetic test, which I'll, I'll kind of get to in a moment, um, but we wanted to develop um, this sense of community for dancers, um, teachers, dance educators, whereby they could, um, you know, kind. it's kind of like a one-stop shop. They would be able to come to our website or any of our workshops and seminars um, but if I kind of lead this back to the website we're, we're able to provide um, resources, um, for instance, for, for things like dance injuries, um, nutrition, um, you know, insights into, um, you know, how, you know, sleep um, or caffeine, all these kind of elements might kind of a, affect um, a young dancer. Um, and and in, within that, we've, you know, we've also kind of brought together thought leaders in the science side um, in in the medical side um, as well as dance um, obviously and at the base of this this the the genetic test um, that we you know have developed for dancers is it's it's an interesting concept it's it's something that i think has um being available to many professional athletes, um, it's it's not something that I think is just like completely brand new. I and I also do feel that um, you know as as we kind of as the, the medical industry begins to evolve, we we are starting to see more um, genetic testing with regard to. Um, preventative health, um, you know, measures and and also being able to kind of establish kind of, you know, better baselines you know, with regard to kind of our health and disease. Um, so I, I, I think it's, you know, we're on the cusp of something that we're going to probably see a lot more of. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, with with our kind of specific genetic test, um, the, the lab, the equipment that the lab has, it has the ability to test well over um, 30,000 markers in your body and and there's Mm -hmm. more, there's so many Mm -hmm. more, um, which is an awful lot of information to, to know, you know, when you're talking about your DNA or your, your kind of genetic map, um, that that's kind of a lot, a lot of information. So we kind of went through, we, we call them SNPs or markers. That's what they're called. And, Mm -hmm. um, when we were kind of going through the markers, Um, we were trying to ascertain which ones would be the most valuable um, to a, a young dancer. You know, and when I say young, I mean, we are, targeting a kind of minimum age of 13, um, you know, we're not kind of going below that baseline just, just because I think that's a lot for a a young dancer to kind of understand.
0: Um, and we, we take it
1: all the way up to, um, you know, a, um, kind of collegiate level or pre-professional level. Um, so what we, we decided on 30, Um, So of those 30 markers, um, we've released eight, um, roughly eight. Um, We're always kind of working ahead. And um, the the two kind of big ones that we wanted to start off with was fitness and nutrition. Um, And and those are really big, big topics um, to go through. But but some of kind of the interesting things um, with regard to kind of the nutrition marker and again, a lot of these things, like you could probably go to your doctor and you could get a panel done of all your um, micronutrients, and um, you know, you you would know, okay, what B vitamins you are lacking or needing. And um, but the the problem with that, when you receive that information back, it's like yeah. reading um, something in another language. Sure. <laughs> and you really right. it's really difficult to understand. So it was really important to us to put this in a way or phrases in a way that anybody could read this and they could really kind of understand, you know, what this actually meant. Um, and, and so that was kind of the, the most important kind of part of that. Um, so when we kind of delved into that nutrition aspect and I'll, I'll just stay with my B vitamins for a minute. <laughs> sure. So, you know, we are, you know, I think, and I'll use myself as the example here. So, um, I discovered with my genetics that I actually process B vitamins very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was something really interesting to know because I, I do kind of constantly, um, fight, um, a little bit of fatigue. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I find that I do get tired very quickly and I, I realize, well, if my body is kind of processing a lot of these bi- B vitamins very, very fast, um, that could be a contributing factor as to why I'm starting to kind of feel more tired, you know, at certain points in my day. And then, you know, and, and so from that, you know, I'm able to take that information and then I'm, I'm and, and that's kind of the one nice thing that we do provide is we'll say, what do you, what do you do with this information? Um, and we we give suggestions um, and, and a lot of it is more food based than supplement based. Um, you know, we're always trying to, go for better nutrition rather than say, okay, just go to the store and buy a bottle of B vitamins and good luck.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so it,
1: and, and I think that's, that's kind of a really important piece. Um, you know, I think I, and I think for young dancers, when, when, when we talk about nutrition, even as adults, I think we're so bombarded with um, specific types of diets or trends on diets. And uh, we, we really are promoting everything you you have to have everything in your diet you know your carbohydrates Mm -hmm. your fats your 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 glucose um your protein all play a role in your body it's incredibly clever at um, you know, quickly saying, okay, you're gonna you're gonna not give me any calcium. I'm, I'm gonna leach that from your bones, and you know, lo and behold, osteoporosis is beginning. You know, at at in your twenties, mm-hmm. and you just don't know it, and and it's just comes into fruition. You know, at, later on in life. So it, it's, it's kind of a, a neat thing to be able to kind of delve in, into those, um, nutrition aspects. Um, the fitness one is also another kind of big topic, um, yeah. that we looked at and, um, we're, we're, able to kind of tell you if you're more power or endurance, Um, which I think is useful, particularly, and we sometimes as teachers will see this in a class and I'll, I'll use a ballet class as an example, because it's, um, you know, more traditional Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, by the time they get to Allegro, um, you might see some students that, you know, could probably do five exercises back to back, um, and can do them really well and are not out of breath. And then you might get a student who does one exercise and and that's it. They they can't do anything else. I think having that knowledge of okay, I'm more power um really kind of gives you a better idea of all right, I'm gonna do an exercise, but I'm gonna need a minute to rest um, yeah. you know or a couple of minutes to rest before I maybe tackle my my next exercise, or you know whatever you're doing if it's a performance um it's you know the same thing. Um, and I, one of the other kind of little aspects we look at is slow twitch and fast twitch muscle fibers, which again, comes back to reactionary time in jumping or Allegro. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that for me, when I, when I saw that kind of panel genetic panel, there was a real light bulb moment for me as a teacher, because, you know, I, I do teach a lot of ballet and because it's such a, trad- a traditional art form and we know we always start with a bar and, and then we we get into our, our center work of pirouettes and adage and then into mm-hmm. Allegro. And, and that's kind of how we do it. And that's always right. how we. It. <laughs> yeah, very structured, <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah, right. Very structured. But, um, you know, when I started kind of, you know, looking at the fast twitch, slow twitch, I was like, well, that student that, um, you know, perhaps is genetically predisposed to. Um, really just slow twitch muscle fibers, it means when they jump, they, they're struggling. They, they, can't, they can't get the footwork fast enough. They, they can't get the the power um, to be able to kind of, you know, get off the floor and, and, you know, really do what they need to do. Whereas somebody, you know, another student might be more fast twitch. Um, they're able to really kind of fire everything. And, um, and I was like, well, wow, this could really revolutionize how we teach because yeah. now you need to start being a little bit more inclusive in class um, and saying, okay, I'm seeing a group of four or five students who are struggling with jumping. What can we do for them to really help them? And and I, and I always say that's the most kind of important part because we can't necessarily change our DNA, but we can work with it. Um, yeah. You know, so for something like that, then I can come up with a series of exercises that are going to help them, um, to get those, those muscle fibers firing, um, you know, correctly. So it just means breaking away from a normal, traditionally taught class and say, you know what, we're really going to train today. (laughs) This is what we're doing. This is what we're going to focus on. So I I think that's neat. Um, and then we kind of, we, we went from there. I mean, we did go, we, we've got our vitamins, we've got iron, um, bone health, heart health, uh, caffeine and sleep. And, uh, I think our last one that we, we released was taste, um, the caffeine and sleep one, um, you know, I think are two very important ones the, the caffeine, you know, I was hesitant at, at first. I was like, okay, why, why, why do we need this? Um, uh-huh. but I think we, we have this generation of dancers who live in Starbucks and <laughs> and I just was like, you know, they they think that caffeine is going to give them energy. It's going to, um, you know, keep them awake. And for many of us, it does just that. Mm-hmm. Um, but genetically, you might be somebody um, whereby your body does not process caffeine in the same way. It could make you feel sluggish. It can mm-hmm. make you feel tired. Yeah. Um, it really can have the opposite effect. Um, so I thought it was kind of important, you know, for young dancers to really understand, um, you know, caffeine may not be doing what you think it's doing. Um, right. You know, and, and so I, I, you know, and I think that was a kind of a, a nice, you know, and a good one to kind of delve into for them. Um, and then sleep was the next one. Um, and um, I, I kind of put this all part of a dance injury workshop that I deliver. And uh, when you're tired, um, you know, that's when you, you lose focus, you lose concentration, particularly in class, you might, land incorrectly from a, a movement you know mm-hmm. and next minute you know you've you've ended up with a, an acute injury and and you're done you know right. you're done for the next couple of months um so it, it, addressing kind of the sleep and getting them to understand that they have a natural circadian rhythm um you know was it was kind of an important piece um, we're able to kind of recommend how many hours specifically your genetics say you need um, as mm-hmm. far as sleep. A funny one for me, and I always kind of like to share this because sure. uh, <laughs> you think as an adult, you know yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, all of these years, I thought I was an evening person. Um, and mm-hmm. it turned out I've really been ignoring my circadian rhythm because, mm-hmm. you know, teaching, you teach until 9, 9.30. By the uh-huh. time you come home, do everything, you, you're, you're in bed late. You're sure. in bed very late. Yeah. Um, so I actually found out I was a morning person and oh, I was wow. like, wow, that really blew my mind. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because, you know, sometimes it's like just knowing that little piece of information, I was like, you know, I really need to do something about that. Um,
0: yeah.
1: so I really changed my whole routine. I mean, I couldn't change what time I finished work, but I would come home and I made sure that I'd perhaps already had a meal at lunchtime. And then I would leave all my tasks until the morning. Um, mm. And I found myself going to bed much earlier, um, you know, getting up much earlier and really kind of completing a lot of those those tasks first thing in the morning. And um, and I love it. It's actually oh, made me so feel interesting. better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was, you know, it's definitely kind yeah. of an, an interesting thing. Well, um, and as you were talking through
0: these, I was thinking through some of it. I'm like, oh, I wish I knew that as a dancer or... Yeah. Some of it, like I, or I, like you were just saying, I think I know what I was, but maybe I was yeah. wrong. Like when right, you talk about right. power versus endurance, I was like, I was a hundred percent the power dancer in that yeah. I, you know, in, I never had the endurance, but then that was my mindset. I was, I was like, yes. I just, I can't, yeah. I hate running. I'm not endurance. I can't, I need yeah. to just do my one thing with intensity and power. I'm going to go for it. And then I'm done for a little while. And, right, right. but then as a dancer, I saw that as a deficit. Because like I always take the mindset look to this, right? Because then I saw, right. well, why can't I do what they can do? And why can't yes. I, you know, why don't I have yes. that ability or there's something wrong or I'm not good enough? And so I love your whole approach to this. That's like, it's not a finding your deficits, it's finding what you are good at and what you are genetically inclined yeah. to be good at and yes. then using that and facilitating that. And so if you want to work on endurance, great, let's do that. But have having that understanding of who you really yeah. are. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that, and I think it's
1: so it's so important as well because I I think we spend so much time focused on what we're not good at, um, and we're always telling ourselves, "Oh my gosh, I'm so bad mm-hmm. at this. I can't do this." And instead of you know focusing on what our abilities are and what we are good at and making that even better, you know, it yeah. it, it just it's just it is it's a different mindset. Um, yeah. And I think even you know with all of the the genetic markers that you know we currently have. You know, there's some things you're not perhaps going to change but i I think more the idea is well how can I work with this you know what mm-hmm. what can I be doing to improve upon that um, yeah. you know and be more aware you know and and I think um you know we've we've partnered a lot um with an organization called New York City Dance Alliance and mm-hmm. we started with them probably about two years ago and I started delivering workshops to a lot of the dancers and the parents and the teachers. And, you know, we did everything, as i would mentioned, from dance injury prevention to dance nutrition um, and the self-care kind of was our, our kind of most recent one that we did. Uh, but it was interesting kind of, you know, over a year ago, having some of those dancers come and find me, um, you know, this year, mm-hmm. you know, and just come up and say, you know what, I, I, took note of some of the things that you said and and I made some small changes in my, in my training and and my day-to-day life. And, and I just want to say, I can't, I can't tell you what a difference it made. Yeah. And, and to me, that's like, okay, that's it. That's all right. I want. That's all we <laughs> needed. Yes.
0: That's and all, I think so many of right. us as teachers, that's, that is, that's all I wanted. Yeah. If I, if something yeah. I bring to you in class today changes your approach and changes how you, you know, yes. how you can grow over the year, like that, that's a huge win. <laughs> right?
1: That's, right. Right. That's Absolutely.
0: Yeah. it um, is So interesting. And I love that you overall, that this whole approach is treating dancers as athletes and it's, yes it's a subtle language thing that I'm a huge proponent of. And I've always said athletes and, uh, we're shifting. I think we're more and more people are treating it that way, but just as you would use this information to help, as you said, the soccer players and, you know, any elite athlete, like dancers, uh, have deserved that same level of like information and understanding of ourselves. Right, so right. I love yeah, what you've absolutely. created. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Will you share with us like where we can learn more about it and make sure people yes, who are curious abs- can find out?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so go uh, dot com is our website and, um, we've got a lot of kind of information on there regarding our um, genetics tests, but we also have, um, some really kind of informative blogs, um, from a physiotherapy aspect, um, And, and that continues to grow. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we've, we've started kind of with our physiotherapist and then we're going to see that shift to, um, a nutritionist and we're constantly kind of adding material to that. Um, and then, um, we're also, you know, obviously on, on Instagram and Facebook, um, same go dancer X. Um, and, um, you know, we do, um, we, we actually do come out and you'll see this on our website. We do come out to studios and we do deliver workshops, um, for parents, um, and for dancers. Um, we will do genetic testing on site. Um, and then we're also happy, you know, to come out again or via some kind of media platform, um, to help, um, kind of disseminate the results. Um, I think it's, it's kind of helpful for studio owners. Like we, we can provide the the results or the information to studio owners, but it won't kind of, it won't tell them a specific name. Um, sure. You know, like, it's yeah. not going to say, oh, here's, you know, Sophia Johnson's results. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> It'll just yeah. show you, you know, here are the results for your studio, not really attached um, to any studio because we have to pr- protect, you know, that, sure. that privacy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a studio owner or teacher could look at that and say, okay, I'm, I'm seeing a few kind of common patterns in here. Um, or there may be some issues that they're already seeing within their school, you know, that they they feel it would be really nice to have an external you know, person or persons come in to do a workshop to kind of help, you know, them hurdle through, you know, whatever that element is. Whether it's, again, as you know, we'll just use eating disorders as an, as, as an example or, or nutrition um you know we and we do we come out we actually don't charge um the studio owner um we try to make it very incentivized you know we'll Mm -hmm. you know the genetic test is for us you know what we what we want to be able to kind of offer and um you know and then we we do kind of give some kind of percentage back to the the studio owner from that Mm -hmm. Um, so we kind of keep that going all year round um and um, you know, and, and again, we've done a lot of workshops for NYCDA and we'll continue to kind of do those. So if you're ever coming to one of their events, you know, always yeah. say be sure to come check us out because I guarantee we'll probably be there doing something. Yeah, um, yeah. oh, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes if you're right. listening and you want to check that out. Thank you for coming and sharing with us today. And I love your your whole journey and story and what you've created with Dancer X is such oh, a service thank you, to us. Chelsea. So thank, thank you. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I appreciate it.